This is Bud Ludmerg bringing you selections from my own record collection in a program we call Bud's Corner. Each Sunday night at this time, I'll be playing the great swing music of the 30s and 40s, the big bands in their heyday, the small groups, the great individualists. Sometimes we'll dip back into the 1920s to explore the beginnings of this wonderful music called jazz, and sometimes we'll dip into uh, a later era to hear the music of some of the players of today. But whatever it is, it will swing. Our format is to feature a single artist each week, but since jazz is generally a collective form of music, that always gives us a chance to hear a variety of musicians. Tonight we are featuring one of the most popular orchestras of the swing era. Many of you will remember their theme. Here it is.
is, of course, Smoke Rings, the theme of Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra, written by their ace writer and composer, Gene Gifford. The Casaloma Orchestra was one of the most popular bands of the whole swing era, lasting more than 20 years and uh, being continuously successful. Actually, the band started about 1929 and in its early days was one of the bands operated by Gene Goldkett out of the Detroit era, area. The band played and um, opened a new hotel in Toronto, which was actually an old residence built like a castle called the Casaloma. At the time they played, of course, it was a hotel, and um, while the hotel venture failed, the orchestra liked the name so much that they adopted it as their own. Goldkett folded most of his orchestras in 1929, and the group that was playing and known as the Gene Goldkett's Orange Blossom Band was left high and dry. They stayed together, pretty much under the early direction of a saxophonist who was known as Glenn Gray Nobla. We know him as Glenn Gray as he later dropped his last name and uh, became the leader of the band. They incorporated, which is one of the few orchestras that ever did that, into a corporation with about eight of the leading musicians doing so and remained a corporation until well, well into the 1940s. In 1929, they began playing around the Middle Atlantic and New England states uh, with Glay, Glenn, Glenn Gray getting the bookings for them. and. Uh, were soon to become popular in the college circuit. Gene Gifford, a banjo and guitar player, joined them. He was a, an ace arranger, and the band was the first big white band to adopt a jazz policy. At that time, there were no big white jazz bands. There was Ellington and Fletcher Henderson uh, playing in New York but to the vast majority of white people in that segregated uh, time, uh, jazz was unknown as far as the big band field was concerned. This is a 1929 78 RPM recording, one of the first they did, and one that uh, began to make their mark as a big band uh, jazz organization. This is Gene Gifford's um, arrangement of a number called San Sue Strut.
was the Casaloma Orchestra, 1929, Gene Gifford's arrangement of Sansu Strut. Remember that at that time, there were no big white bands playing jazz. The most popular bands of that time were Guy Lombardo and Wayne King, and if they played anything that swung, it would be what we would call a sort of business band's bounce. The uh, fast numbers that Casaloma was playing caught the imagination of the uh, young people of the time. One of the next numbers that uh, Gifford wrote uh, was one associated with the band and took the name. This is 1930, the Casaloma Orchestra and uh, Gifford's uh, composition, Casaloma Stomp. Casaloma Orchestra, Casaloma Stomp. When you compare what uh, the Casaloma Orchestra was playing compared to the other big white uh, bands or big bands of that time, 
it is no wonder that uh, their music caused a sensation, especially among young people. In 1929, they opened at the Roseland Ballroom and uh, uh, <coughs> continued to gain success. The corporation which they formed consisted of uh, Pee Wee Hunt, who became well known as a uh, uh, trombonist, Billy Roush, who another trombonist who was generally the leader of the band, insisted on perfection of performance, Joe Hall, their pianist, Gifford, the arranger, Glenn Gray, who at that time simply sat in the saxophone section, the drummer Tony Briglia, and drummer uh, and uh, uh, trumpeter Bobby Jones. Gifford continued to write, and uh, uh, another of the numbers which he wrote in the early 1930s was one called White Jazz. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was a Casaloma Orchestra, White Jazz. Today, uh, these arrangements may sound a little stiff, but remember that uh, this was the early 1930s before the big band era had started. Benny Goodman, the Dorsey Brothers, Glenn Miller were at that time simply hanging around New York dreaming of, about starting a big band. Casaloma was out there playing it and leading the way. One of the leading soloists of the Casaloma Orchestra was their clarinetist Clarence Hutchinrider. You hear him in almost all of the numbers, and uh, he remained with the band almost during its entire life and is one of the uh, enduring uh, qualities uh, of the orchestra. Let's play one more from this pre-big band era of the early 1930s. This is, again, Gene Gifford's arrangement of Black Jazz.
That was the Casaloma Orchestra, Gene Gifford's arrangement of black jazz. To show the popularity of the Casaloma Orchestra, uh, we think of the camel caravan on which uh, Benny Goodman uh, was to ride to fame and to uh, make his um, entrance into the big band era possible. Well, actually, it was Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra who inaugurated the uh, big band jazz policy on the camel caravan. They were there two years, 1933 and 34, before Goodman. They also opened the Glen Island Casino when the Paramount Theater in New York went to a big band policy of having uh, orchestras play between movies. It was Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra who opened that policy. The band uh, has sometimes been criticized as not having great soloists. Hutch and Ryder certainly falls into that category. Uh, in uh, the late 1930s, M Murray McEachern left the Goodman Orchestra to come over and play with Casaloma to show uh, just how uh, much they were respected at the time. In 1938, they did acquire a sensational trumpet player named Sonny Dunham. Let's play one of his records from 1939. This is I, 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 solos by McEachern, Hutchinrider, and Dunham.
That was I, 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 Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra, 1939, with uh, Sonny Dunham on the uh, trumpet solo. The band went through uh, several leaders, because remember, they were a corporation where most of the uh, uh, band was a part of that corporation and uh, were equals. But finally, in 1933, they got Glenn Gray out of the saxophone section, uh, put him in front of the band, and uh, he enhanced the band from then on. He was six foot tall, extremely good looking, mustache, personable. He had good sense in what, uh, uh, in how he handled the band, how he handled the audience, and how he handled the investments uh, of the uh, corporation. His original name, as I've said, was Glenn Gray Noblau. The band did everything properly, and uh, Glenn Gray changed his name by dropping, made a legal change of name by dropping the last and, and simply having the name of Glenn Gray, Gray being the maiden name of his mother. The band continued to prosper uh, with uh, Dunham in the trumpet section, Hutchin Ryder still playing that great clarinet. This is a uh, similar time, Hoboken Bucket.
That was Hoboken Bucket. When the Benny Goodman band started in 1935 to show the popularity of the Casaloma Orchestra, the goal of the Goodman Orchestra at the beginning was to challenge the popularity of Glenn Gray and Casaloma. They did that in a few years, but uh, Gray, in his usual generous manner, said there's always room for one more at the top, and certainly there was, and the uh, Casaloma Orchestra remained uh, popular, their popularity undiminished. Well, in the late 1930s, uh, Gene Gifford uh, left the Casaloma Orchestra. He was replaced by the chief, as the chief arranger by Larry Clinton, who later had his own band. The band became more of a, perhaps of a sweet band than a uh, uh, swing band. At that time, Downbeat Magazine held polls, and uh, the, there were two polls, one for the swing band of the big bands and one of the suite. In the early days, Casaloma won all the jazz band polls or swing band polls. By the late 1930s, they were placing higher in the suite bands than they were in the swing. It must be remembered that Glenn Miller always placed better in the uh, uh, sweet band polls uh, also. The uh, style of the band, as I said, grew sweeter, but uh, the band always had, in a sense, two styles. One was the fast jazz style that we've played, but they uh, played many uh, slow numbers and their style was to play a very slow um, beat to the music, much slower than uh, was used at that time by Lombardo and King, and that combination of very slow romantic numbers with the fast jazz numbers was an unbeatable combination. Another record they made at about the same time that really swings is Chinatown, My Chinatown, an old uh, uh, Dixieland tune which the band uh, adopts and uh, swings out in the, on in the best possible manner.
That was Chinatown, My Chinatown, Glenn Gray and the Castle Omo Orchestra. Their great uh, trumpos, trumpet soloist, uh, Sonny Dunham, left them in 1939. Oh, and what, but one of his last recordings was Boneyard Shuffle. This is Glenn Gray and the Castle Omo Orchestra, 39, trumpet solo by Sonny Dunham. was Glenn Gray in the Castle Omo Orchestra, 1939, Boneyard Shuffle. Clarinet solo by Clarence Hutchinrider, trumpet, Sonny Dunham. Dunham left the orchestra in 1939, and his uh, place was taken by trumpeter Cy Baker. In 1940, the band made one of its uh, greatest hits, No Name Jive. Miller 
and uh, others had great dance swing tunes, In the Mood, Tuxedo Junction, One O'Clock Jump. The no-name jive was Casaloma's contribution to uh, that kind of a dance swing um, number which uh, really excited the dancers. Perhaps it did not gain quite the popularity of In the Mood or Tuxedo Junction, but uh, listening to it now, it stands up well, and we can uh, almost visualize uh, dancers rocking as the band played. This is a 78 RPM record, the original, just as it uh, came off the press. It's two-sided, so we'll have to have a little pause in between while we turn it over. Glenn Gray and the Castle Home Orchestra, 1940, their big swing number, No Name Jive.
Glenn Ray and the Casaloma Orchestra in their great swing number, No Name Jive, certainly one of the great swing numbers of the big band era. We are playing the jazz sides of the Casaloma Orchestra. Remember, as in most bands, 
about half of the evening output of uh, the band would be sweet, slow numbers. But these, as in most bands, seem pallid and uninteresting today, while the jazz numbers have stood the test of time and remain uh, interesting. Therefore, we're concentrating on that, uh, on the jazz numbers, and after all, this is a jazz program and what we're trying to bring to you. The band continued in the uh, same vein, swinging as well as ever. This is 1940, come and get it, great Clarence Hutchin writer, clarinet solo. Come and get it, Glenn Gray and the Castle Omo Orchestra, 1940. The band's popularity continued. To show their versatility, uh, the next number is a Dixielandish tune, the Riverboat Shuffle. It uh, features the fine trombone section that the band had at that time. Pee Wee Hunt, who later associated much with Dixieland music, Murray McEachern, the 
smooth ex-Goodman trombonist and Billy Roush, who was in many ways the musical leader of the band. This is Riverboat Shuffle. popularity continued. This is a smooth, uh, romantic, uh, more romantic style, still swinging, great Hutch and Ryder solo, the popular song, What Is This Thing Called Love? (laughs) ¶¶ 
was what is this thing called love the war hurt the big band business and in 1942 the Castleoma Corporation dissolved Glenn Gray continued leading the orchestra until 1947 when basically the big band era, uh, era was over and uh, uh, he dissolved after almost 20 years of continuous popularity Art Ralston who sat in the uh, saxophone section of the Casaloma Orchestra for eight years recalls uh, some of those great days. He states that he never remembers in the eight years he was with the band ever playing to, to less than a full house. The class of the Casaloma Orchestra is also remembered. Most bands of the time uh, played in tuxedos. Casaloma played in white tie and tails. They all had gold watches and platinum cufflinks. Gray was a, was a great leader and personable, and they had friends wherever they went. 
Ralston recalls that uh, in many occasions they never stayed at hotels, but the band was taken in by uh, uh, families who knew them from previous engagements and they stayed with them. Maybe the Casaloma Orchestra didn't uh, uh, reach the zenith of Goodman and Tommy Dorsey, but its playing, at least in the early 1930s, paved the way for the great swing era which was uh, to come, and they will always be remembered for that, as well as for a great band during all the years uh, of their existence. Well, it's been a delight to be with you uh, for another Sunday evening, and I hope you've enjoyed the music. Next Sunday, we'll play the great music of Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra, and just to round out the um, month of May, we'll have Nat King Cole and Benny Carter uh, on succeeding Sundays. It's been a pleasure to be with you, and uh, if you tune in uh, in succeeding Sundays, as always, swing will be the thing.